0: Um, for maybe for the sake of those who are just coming 2 Timothy 3 verse 10 You however have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium and at Lystra which persecutions I endured, yet from them all uh, the Lord rescued me Indeed all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continuing what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we want to give thanks for the scriptures and for the way they have helped us understand how to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to thank you, Lord, that the Scriptures are able to help us uh, how to live as Christians, and how we are to preach your words and evangelize the world. We thank you for the Scriptures. We pray uh, that we may learn something that will stay with us this morning. For this we ask and pray in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Reliance on scripture. That's what I want us to think about this morning. Reliance on scripture. When I was in secondary school, I got saved in 1970. I was in my second year at secondary school. And uh, in our scripture Unit group which I attended, we had a small book called The Daily uh, Power. Has anybody heard of Daily Power? No. It's only used maybe in Zambia and uh, maybe other parts of Africa. But The Daily Power was a little book that on a daily basis you would read a passage of scripture, you would have some explanation about it and you would be able to draw out some lessons from that particular passage. So it's a very basically daily uh, readings of scripture. And I had the habit of uh, writing the lessons that I have learned for that particular day and I would put it in my diary. And from Form 2 to Form 5 I was able to do that on a daily basis and I found that I had learned quite a lot by the time I finished my uh, secondary school. and when I went to university, ended up on the Christian Union um, committee the very first year I was there. Now the scriptures are very uh, useful to all of us. It's not just me, it's all of us, if we devote ourselves to the reading of God's word, it is very, very useful. I don't know what um, you use for your daily uh, reading, how are you acquainted with the scriptures? We were running a young people's group at our church in Ashford, and I found that uh, many of our teenagers uh, didn't know much about the scriptures. Now so we need uh, to get soaked into the scriptures as much as we can. The scriptures are useful enough to help you Endure our persecution. Look at um, verse 11, chapter 3, verse 11. My persecutions, my sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Our scriptures do help us to endure our persecution. We must, must bear that. In mind as we look through this particular uh, passage. Let's briefly look at what I would call the context of this particular book. Um, when you read Timothy, 1st and 2nd Timothy, there's a theme there's a um, of false teaching that is very strong, that comes out very strong. There's a lot about false teaching that uh, the Apostle tries to deal with. Now, how, how do you deal with uh, false teaching, according to what Timothy was told here by the Apostle Paul? One of the first things that he mentions is that uh, you must pray, that you find that in second Timothy, you know, First Timothy and uh, chapter two. Um, first Timothy chapter two is a lot about prayer. Pray. If you are going to deal with false teaching, you must be prayerful. Then in chapter 3 of 1 Timothy, he says, In order to deal with false teaching, you must choose biblically qualified leaders. Elders and deacons must be qualified according to Scripture. Above reproach, the husband of one wife, and very much acquainted with the Scriptures. So if you are going to deal with false teaching, have rightly qualified church leaders. And then he says, um, thirdly, if you are going to combat false teaching, you must be godly. You must be godly. And thirdly, he says, uh, sorry, fourthly, he says, if you are going to deal with false teaching properly, you must preach the word. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4, and um, verse 2. Preach the word. And Point number five concerning how to deal with false teaching, he says you must raise a new generation of preachers. You find that in Second Timothy chapter two and verse two, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. So Paul uh, says he was uh, taught, and so he passes it on to Timothy. And Timothy must pass on to other men who must pass it on to other men and so on. And so if you are going to deal with false teaching, don't just preach the word in your generation. You must train others who must preach in the next generation. Who must train others who must preach in the following generation. Okay, so there is this uh, uh, theme about false teaching and the Apostle Paul says there are many ways of dealing with this. You must be prayerful you must choose the right leaders you must be godly you must preach the word you must raise a new generation of preachers and in that way you are going to deal with false teaching uh, now what about the, the immediate context of this passage we are looking at here uh, we are looking at verse 10 to 17 now if you look at verse 10 it says you however All right? now you however now according to English there's something that is coming out here. The Apostle Paul is, uh, is trying to contrast. All right? You, however, there's an indication that Paul is being contrasted with those who oppose God's leaders. Um, you'll find in um, 3 verse 8, there are some false teachers there, just as Janus and Jabis opposed Moses. <coughs> you know, there are those that oppose leaders, they, they oppose Timothy, they oppose Paul. They opposed Moses they are such people Timothy will be opposed by many false teachers all right he will be opposed by many false teachers and that has been mentioned again and again you know in this particular you know book why should we give ourselves to the Word of God that's what I want us uh, to consider this morning you know when we talk about reliance on Scripture why should we give ourselves to the word of God? Verse ten. you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions in suffering that happened to me at Antioch and at Iconium and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil people and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Apostle Paul says, We... Um, know being rooted in the Word of God um, relying on the Word of God giving ourselves to the Word of God he says look at me as an example God has rescued me from all these persecutions look at me you have followed my example my teaching my conduct my aim in life look at me I have committed myself to the scriptures I have relied on the scriptures and I am a living example of why we should give ourselves to the Word of God even even in the midst of persecution remember sometimes he was beaten and thrown out of the city and I thought he was dead but the Lord was able to rescue him from that uh, persecution the Lord rescued me from all these persecutions. Why should we uh, devote ourselves to the word of God? Look at the number of Christians who have lived before us. It's not just the Apostle Paul. It's not just Timothy. There are many others who have relied on the word of God, and the Lord has been with them. In many ways, he has kept them to the very end. So just by looking at the examples of believers, it should encourage us to want to read the scriptures, to know what the books of the Bible are saying, to be able to believe in the word of God, to be able to rely on it throughout. Look at the example of the church leaders. Look at the example of the, 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 the past Christians that have been around. Look at Martin Lloyd-Jones. Look at Spurgeon. Look at the example of believers and then he says uh, if you only desire to live a godly life you will be persecuted look at verse 12 all right verse 12 simply says um, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted many times we escape persecution because we are compromised uh, many are the times when we don't want to say exactly what the word of God says um, the media wants Christians to privatize their Christianity practice it in your house practice it in your home don't practice it in the office don't practice it at, a, at your workplace don't say you're a Christian uh, on the bus No, you must say it in private many are the times that we keep away from persecution because of the way we practice our Christianity. If you desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you will be uh, persecuted. Verse 13, evil people, or imposters, are going to get worse. Did you know that um, in these days, people begin to invent new ways of committing evil? Right? In Romans, the Bible says, Romans chapter 1, uh, the Bible says God gave them up. God gave them up. Why? Because they invent new ways. They are so depraved, so depraved, they will get worse. But you see, if you rely on the scriptures, you'll know what the right way is. We are going to endure our persecution. Even though people get worse and worse to attack the church, to attack the believers, we will rely on the word of God. Not only are the scriptures there to help us to endure persecution, but secondly, they are what I would call the foundation for the family. Look at verse 14. Verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. Your grandmother Lois, do you remember? Your mother Eunice, right? Who, who, who you have learned it from. From childhood, you have learned the scriptures. And you must be able to teach the scriptures. Not only have you learned the scriptures, you continue in the scriptures. Firmly uh, believing the scriptures. Not just having head knowledge, but what you learn, you actually believe. Mm -hmm. See, when you um, raise the children based on the word of God, you know, they the first five years there is what they call uh, first time obedience uh, I don't know whether you've come across it <laughs> you know when, they, when you want to shape the heart of a child it's in the early years, the first five years you must be able to direct the child if they disobey um, you basically you know, punish them the first time they disobey don't reinforce their disobedience uh, that, so, so, some parents A child disobeys five times. That's when they start shouting and talk their voice. Now, the child knows that uh, the first time I can disobey, it doesn't matter. But the fifth time, maybe I'll be in trouble. So what you're doing is you're enforcing their disobedience. Now, the word of God says train up a child in the way that he should go. And uh, when you bring them up in the fear of the Lord, in the scriptures, they will not depart from it when they grow up. And you see, it has to start very early, bringing the children up to the Sunday school, uh, to the reading of the scriptures in your home. From early childhood, don't wait until they reach, um, you know, maybe primary school age, but from early age, they must be grounded in the word of God. And when they are raised up in that way, they will not depart from it. And this is what um, Timothy privilege from learning from the grandmother from the mother and the Apostle Paul is now coming in to teach him even more what is in place in your family for the children and for your grandchildren and so on are the scriptures very prominent do you actually open the scriptures with the children You actually uh, make them know what the Bible says about sin and about salvation, about the Lord Jesus Christ. Are they aware uh, from the scriptures? It's shocking sometimes in this country. You come across um, young people, they're going into high school, and they just don't have knowledge of the stories in the Bible. They just don't know what you're talking about. What what were the parents doing when these children were growing up? Um, The foundations of the family in the scriptures. If you want a nation to prosper, if you want a nation to be godly, we have to start with the family. It's at the family level that you make a nation. And the church has a lot to do with this um, in terms of helping the young people. The foundations of the family, the word. Of God it's what God has said see sometimes we we take this book very lightly but you know what God has said will take place whether we like it or not whether we believe it or not what has been written in the Word of God will take place remember the story of Noah the story of Sodom and Gomorrah the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ which was prophesied many many years before everything came according to the scriptures and we must remember that if our children have no knowledge of God and you are a Christian we are going to be permanently separated from them when we die. It is appointed under man to die and once and after that judgment has to come and those who are not believers will go to hell and those who are believers will be with the lord eternally and how painful it will be to have our family members are permanently separated from us because they never knew the lord the foundations of the family are the scriptures and therefore we must rely on the scriptures very much but we also rely uh on the scriptures for salvation look at this 15 for how from childhood you have been acquainted with the uh, sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation. We learn the scriptures so that we may know the Lord Jesus Christ. We search the scriptures so that we may know the Lord Jesus Christ. Learn the scriptures firmly so that you can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The scriptures will make you wise for salvation. It is the scriptures that are going to point us to the Lord Jesus Christ and so that we can have faith in him. It's not head knowledge. It is driving us to a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The scriptures are the unfolding drama of salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Wherever you touch in the books of the Bible, wherever you read whatever passages of of the book of the Bible you open you'll find that every book is going to help you to get to know the Lord Jesus Christ because in him you know we have salvation. If you are in a religion where Christ is missing then it's a false religion. If the Lord Jesus Christ is not in that religion then it is a false religion because the Bible says there is salvation in no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we read the the, 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 the Bible, it's not a matter of accumulating knowledge for the sake of knowledge. It is pointing us to salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the question comes, are you sure that you are born again of the Spirit of God? Are you sure that you know the Lord Jesus Christ in a very personal way? Are you sure if you are to die today, the Lord Jesus Christ will welcome you in his kingdom? Are you sure? The scriptures are there to make us wise for salvation. That is very, very important. You may need to bear that in mind. But fourthly, the scriptures are there. They have what you'd call a functional use the functional use of the word of god if you look at verse 16 to 17 all scripture is breathed out by god and profitable for a number of things right so scriptures are gold breathed in other words they are coming from god himself we read in peter the same thing see when the 40 writers wrote the bible they were not just Doing this out of their own imagination. The Holy Spirit guided them. Right? And they're writing the same thing about the Lord Jesus Christ. They're coming from different backgrounds at different times in different places. But you find that uh, when you put the scriptures together, it is the unfolding drama of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. And these scriptures, we say saying that God breathes. In other words, God has spoken. That's why we say, we promote expository preaching. We want the Bible to speak for itself. Let people argue with the scriptures, not with you. Let them argue with the scriptures. Bring the word of God to them. And so the scriptures are profitable for a lot of things that are mentioned here. For teaching. If you want people to know what is right and wrong. What is profitable and what is not profitable. What is biblical and what is not biblical. The scriptures are there for teaching. They are there for correction. When we go wrong, we are corrected by the scriptures. The husband and wife have a difference. Let them go to the scriptures and say, what does the Bible say about this? And whatever they find let them submit to the scriptures for correction you want to know how to live a Christian life the scriptures are there for training us in righteousness how to live right with God you want to preach the word the scriptures are there to train us how to preach the word You want to be a good uh, leader in the the church? The scriptures are there for training leaders. You want to be a missionary uh, away from this country? The scriptures are available to train you as a missionary. The Bible makes it very clear. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. That's what the scriptures say. And so we can rely on the scriptures that they are available to train us in every way. Do we rely very much on the scriptures? They are there to help us in your suffering. As we preach the Word of God the scriptures are there for the foundation of the family the scriptures are there to make us wise for salvation the scriptures are there for many many uses now when the Bible says the scriptures are sufficient for salvation how 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 much have you treasured that how much have, have you have you uh, valued that and made use of that not only for yourself but for your parents for your grandparents for your children for your grandchildren the scriptures are sufficient for salvation you know there are people who say that uh, in order to go and meet god there are many ways just like uh, know many ways of climbing a mountain, right? there's many ways of climbing climbing Manjaro. Uh, Now the scriptures are sufficient for salvation and they point to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you look from Genesis to Revelation, the dominant message is salvation through Christ and the scriptures are very clear on that. How have we made use of that in our families? in our church, in our society, in our country, in our world. The scriptures are sufficient for gospel workers. You know, we are gifted in different ways. Some are preachers, some are evangelists, some are pastors, some are hospitable, some are missionaries. Now, the the scriptures are sufficient for every gospel worker in the world. It doesn't matter where they come from, the scriptures are there sufficient. Now I wonder, when we are doing God's work, according to the gifting that we have been given, are we relying on the scriptures? Of course, with the help of the Holy Spirit, in all that we do. Do we rely on the scriptures? We have in Africa, let me talk about Zambia, not the whole of Africa. Let me talk about Zambia. We have in Zambia some people who are called prosperity teachers, and I know it's quite common in Africa. Mm. They will read a passage like this, and they start talking about money. Eh? Mm. But where, where, where is this about money here? Eh? But somehow they find they are talking about money from every text that they read. Mm. So that people can sow the seed, meaning giving money to the man of God. And he and promises that they will, they will prosper and when they don't prosper He says uh, you must water the seed meaning you must give again to the man of God But it's only him or her who prospers When we read the scriptures They must guide us how we do gospel ministry not invent things that are in our own minds the reason why we set up PSA is to try and deal with things like that, false teaching, things that are not in the Bible. The scriptures are sufficient for every gospel worker. And so if you are a gospel worker, get to know your Bible. Do you know the theme of the book of Romans? Do you know the theme of the book of Jonah? Do you know the theme of the book of Genesis? We need to be aware of what the Bible says in every book and that is important so that we don't go off the rails by just reading a verse and applying it ourselves. All right? David danced, let's go and dance is that the context of that passage? let's make sure we preach in context lastly in our, in our conclusion I want to say let us be saturated with the scriptures right let's meditate on the scriptures daily if you haven't had a habit of having um, a reading of scripture on a daily basis please try and find ways and means that you can help yourself to read the Word of God um, so that you can understand the Bible so that you can teach what is in the Bible not what comes from your mind Right? Let us make sure we have a a deliberate plan to read the scriptures. They will make us wise for salvation and for gospel ministry. Right? Reliance on scripture is so important. It is so important. It's one of the things that is missing in a lot of churches. We need the church to be revived. And the revival depends very much on us knowing what God has spoken. Okay. It's complete. There's no new revelation. All these apostles and new apostles and super apostles and prophets that we have in Africa, it's false. The scriptures are complete. There's no new revelation. Yeah. right? No new revelation. Revelation has been given to us and we need to rely on the scriptures. Let's, um, let's just pray together. Our Father in heaven, we want to give thanks for the word of God that has been given to us and we can rely on it day in and day out. Help us to read the scriptures and to apply these to our lives. For this we pray and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.